So, all righty, everybody, welcome back. Another episode of the Figure It Out podcast uh, with me, Chandler Collins. It is Tuesday evening, January 25th. I knew that before I started recording. Um, you're going to be hearing this on Wednesday morning, probably. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. We got a lot for you guys tonight. First off, without further ado, a very special uh, guest on tonight's podcast. Um, you know, maybe one of the best, may, not even maybe, probably one of the best uh, Missouri State student athletes in the history of the school. Uh, I was looking at her career stats. We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, I was looking at them today at work. The list is long, people. I mean, it's almost <laughs> like I got, I got like winded reading it. Um, but uh, her sport is volleyball, which is what uh, our wonderful producer Alyssa played. Um, her name is Lily Johnson, and she joins us from California, correct? Lily, correct. welcome aboard. Real quick, just before you get going, the first female guest on the Figure It Out podcast. That's an honor. So that's awesome. I was thinking about that today. As long as I have my notes correct, I believe she's number one, correct? That's correct. I think so. Well, we are lucky to have her. Lily, thank you uh, for coming on. Um, we'll get all the boring stuff, I guess, out of the way. Give us a little bit of an intro and what you're currently doing. Okay, yeah. Well, first and foremost, thank you to the three of you for having me. Um, I was telling Chandler a couple minutes ago that I feel like all I all I see when I go on Instagram these days is uh, figure it out uh, adverts and hype and everything. So um, I'm thrilled to be a part of this. Even more thrilled to be the first female guest. Um, so thank you, first and foremost. Uh, I, as you mentioned, yeah, I'm living in Palo Alto, California right now, which most people know is just like 40 minutes south of like San Francisco. Um, and I am two months out from graduating from my um, master's degree program here. And I, it's been three years nearly, and I'm really excited to be done. And when it's all said and done, I'll have my uh, master's of science in physician assistant studies. And I will hopefully pass the boards and then become a licensed and certified physician assistant. I've got a Ooh. feeling you're going to pass the boards because I think if I tried to speak that exact sentence you just even said out loud, <laughs> I think I would, I think I would mess it up. Just cross um, your fingers for me, please. That's all I can ask. We will. And you have the, uh, you have the figure it out podcast full support. Um, that's awesome. Are you, so when you, when you graduate, what's your next step? Job? Yeah, so like, pretty, mu pretty much. Um, cool. I, so like this week, I was telling Alyssa earlier, this week is like kind of a weird, like big summative evaluation week for us. So like today I had two exams and then on Thursday and Friday of this week, I've got two more. And it's basically just like them making sure that we can competently like see patients and know what we're doing and learned what we were supposed to learn from this program. So, um, a big week, but at the end of March, I officially, complete the curriculum. And then in April, I'll take boards. So, um, looking like hopefully end of April, I'll be able to start like applying for jobs. And then, um, it's really tough, especially with COVID there's so many staff shortages and you'd think that would mean that people would be able to get going and get to work sooner, but 
kind of the flip side of that is that it's been really hard for HR to like onboard people quickly and get them through orientation. So like a lot of our graduates from last year didn't start jobs until like six or seven months after passing boards. So um, we'll be careerless probably for a little bit, even if I like get offered a job, it'll probably take a little bit to get going, but um, looking to probably stay out here. Um, Stanford offers a pretty sweet loan repayment contract deal for its new graduates. Um, which I am in need of because I do have loans. So um, we'll probably stay here for at least like two, three years would be my guess because you have to be here for at least like three years with them to like get the repayment. Um, and then after that, sky's the limit. So, you know, we'll see. But um, that's kind of the state of current affairs for me, at least. Wow. Curran, explain, you, you'll, I feel like you could have a good question or a good answer to this question. <clears throat> How can it be so difficult for our brightest, smartest minds to find jobs when some old Joe Blow can just get off the street? You know, I mean, how, why would it be a struggle to employ Lily Johnson? Why is uh, it? I, Chandler, I don't know. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea why someone like Lily Johnson can't get what a is job. The, what's, what's, how is it? I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense to me. I have I mean, no idea. I feel like what, what I'm doing right now and in grad school of my own, like, you know, I mean, it's challenging and, and I really enjoy the job, but I probably don't need the schooling to do this job. Like I pretty much just learned on the fly. I mean, like Lily could just walk in tomorrow and probably do my job, you know, and I, <laughs> there's really no way I could do hers. So it just doesn't make any sense to me at the end of the day. It's just like, you deserve a job. You've been through probably the worst schooling in the world but you'll find one. It's going to be yeah. easy. Yeah. You know, yeah, what? You know and that's, who, who cares what those people did last year? That's them. That's yeah, I know. Year. Right. <laughs> I mean, and that's a weird thing. There's definitely a need, like the jobs are there. It's just, there's so many, like the, the healthcare system is juggling so many different issues all at once that it's like, yeah. Hiring just kind of falls to the wayside, but, uh, but no, I'm not, I'm not worried that I, that I won't find something. I think something will turn up hopefully. And then I'll, you know, go from there and, finally make a salary for the right. first time in my life, make a true salary. So yeah. that I'm very excited for, which probably means that I'm most certainly an official adult now. So. Yes. <laughs> true. Yeah. That honestly, that could be the threshold, but you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, good threshold to get to. Um, so I, I, I have a question. I'm just going to, I have, uh, I have a couple questions written down, but I'm, we're going to bounce around, but I have one more question about school and then we'll get the fun oh. stuff. Um, so like, obviously, you know, super smart, like r really decorated athlete, student athlete at Missouri State, um, really good in the classroom. Like, were you worried about getting into Stanford? Because like, even it seems like at the, you know, Stanford, Ivy League, whatever, like you can have the best of the best and it's still not enough. So like, right. is there ever like, uh, I guess more so what my question is, is were you ever worried about not getting into Stanford? And if you weren't going to go there, what were you going to do um, besides that? Yeah, a good question. Um, so like the way that all, it all kind of played out when I was applying is um, I, Stanford was kind of the one school that I applied to that I was like, all right, why not? Like, let's yeah. have fun. Like, if I'm going to apply to this many schools and it's going to cost me this much, like what's another let's just keep throwing money at it. Yeah, you know? the, the whole, the whole concept was between like med school and PA school. And I'm sure a lot of other like professional programs is like, just apply to as many as you can. 
play the odds, give yourself the best odds and just see where the, let the chips fall where they may. Um, so for me, like I applied primarily in the Midwest, um, schools like Missouri state, of course, and, um, a couple schools in Chicago and God, it's like hard for me to remember now. Cause it all seems like such a blur, but, um, a lot, a lot of where I applied was definitely centered around the Midwest. Um, and I threw Stanford in there. Cause I was like, Oh, cool. Like I didn't know Stanford had a PA program, but of course they do. Like, let's just, let's go for it. Um, and so I, I think I wasn't ever, I, I viewed myself very much as, as an underdog, I think, because, um, the way I fell into the application process, it wasn't that I hadn't planned on applying to PA school, but I hadn't planned on applying during the year that I did. I was initially going to take a separate year off um, and kind of, and the reason being is that, um, and a distinguishing factor of going to PA school over something like medical school is that part of your application for entry is having a standard number of patient care hours that you've already worked out in the healthcare force. Um, it could be in any capacity. Like for me, I did like a, like a nurse aid job and like a medical scribe position in the ER. Um, but there's lots of ways. And so I knew coming off of four years of Missouri state volleyball that I didn't have those hours. Um, and so it all kind of came to a head when, um, I was notified that this NCAA, like postgraduate, um, scholarship that I had gotten that I plan on using for school, uh, I had been contacted by some member of the NCAA and they told me that the rules had changed um, effective the year that I was graduating, that um, if you didn't use the money within a certain time frame, then you had to give it up. And so that was enough for me to be like, I, that's not something that I feel willing to part with. So <laughs> kind of kicked my butt in gear. Um, and during my last like semester of school and then kind of a little bit into the summer uh got a job at mercy hospital right up the road and just like worked nights full time and like grinded it out and somehow made it to the number of hours Jesus. i needed and applied. yeah i mean i was working like 16 days in a row like built you're, different you're seven a.m to 7 a.m like it was it was rough like so was that your was that your spring yeah yeah so after volleyball yeah. So I started okay. the job in like April of what would that have been like 2018 and I needed the hours, the application window opened that same month in April, but you didn't have to have the hours done until the application window closed in like October or November, or it was like program specific. And it just so happened to work out that every program I applied to was like cool with that and didn't have their own standards. And so I worked April to like November, really October, October one, like I I, I, to be honest, I don't have many memories of that time because I didn't, I didn't sleep a lot because I like wanted to be hanging out with people like normally during the day, but I had to sleep at some point, like 7am to like noon yeah. at the minute. It was just, it was wild. So I very much was like, look, my application probably is awful because I'm just throwing this together as quickly as I can. You know, I, a lot of first time applicants don't really get in. So for me, it wasn't like, Oh God, I hope that I like, I'm worried. I'm not going to get into Stanford for me. There's like, there's actually no way in hell I'm getting into Stanford. Like, but let's just see, um, because it might be fun. And so when it happened, I was actually teaching a, a volleyball lesson in Springfield and, um, got the phone call from them from like the six five Oh number. And I was like, who is, who is this? And I answered it. And it was like one of the faculty members. And I nearly, uh, stroked out. I think yeah, I was, I was not expecting it. I mean, I had gotten into like a couple of really good programs at that point. 
um, that I was happy with. And I was just trying to go anywhere. I really didn't have like a goal or any sort of like standard set for that. I just wanted to be able to go to school. And so, yeah, when it happened, it was the shock of the century for me, at least. So it was cool. Were you uh, nervous at all uh, moving all the way out there? Because I mean, that's a long way away from St. Louis is where you're from. Not, no spoiler alert, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, very far, very far away away. And especially being the youngest child and having yeah. an older brother and older sister who brother went to Mizzou um, and sister went to Arkansas. So all three of us. Double stayed, barf. I know, I know, oh. double whammy. Um, and so you know, we all kind of stayed close. And yeah. so in a way, it was, like, I think my parents kind of were a little more opposed to it than I was. At that point, I was like, let's do it. Like, I was just excited trying to like, you know, go have a good time. Um, but in a way, I think I realized it when I had gotten out here. For my parents, it was like, hey, like they kind of had the foresight to, you know, caution me about doing that and being like, hey, is this something you really want? And then when I got out there, I was like, wow, it's really a different world out here. But, you know, yeah. hindsight, I'm glad I did it because it's just, it's such a different culture I mean it feels like a different world truly right um and so it was a bit of an adjustment but a good learning experience and I've met some really great people in my program who are from all over um so yeah all in all it's like cost of living sucks but was it fun to live out here for as long as I did absolutely would I do it again absolutely so yeah it was was scary and definitely kind of of a leap but it was fun yeah the reason I ask is because I just I work for SEMO in Cape Girardeau so this is the first time I had ever left Springfield. I yeah. went to school K through 12, and then I went to college in Springfield. So like, I think it was harder on my parents when I left too. And it was a little bit difficult on me, kind of the same way you are, because it's a, like, it, it's a way less drastic of a scale in terms of Missouri to California as it is to two cities in the same state. But like it's kind of opened up a window to me. Like I know that I can go out and live on my own and I'm not really afraid to go live anywhere that I get a, can get a job. Cause like a doctor or whatever, like college athletics is everywhere. And that's what I want to do when I graduate. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, if I got this sick position in New York city to like working for St. John's or something crazy, like I'm not afraid to take that. Yeah, like, I'm, right. I, like I'm going, I'm going to do it. So, yeah. and that's a crazy hypothetical. I might be back in Springfield, who knows? But I'm just saying <laughs> that like, I feel confident after having made this jump because I had never done it before. Like yeah. everyone else, I mean, Curran's and Monet is pretty close, but like you still came yeah. to Springfield. Yeah, Melissa yeah. came to Springfield. Like you guys right. have that experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, a move's a move. A move is a move is a move is a move. Like you're still like- yeah. And in, in, in some way, shape or form is always logistics to figure out, housing to figure right. out, like you're starting over no matter how far you're going. I mean, just, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's a definite adjustment, but um, yeah, it was a good one. No, no regrets about it. But I mean, the, I mean, obviously the only thing that I do regret is that it just sucks having all your friends halfway across the country and the right. time change is kind of annoying sometimes, but mm-hmm. um, you know, you make it work. Yeah. Cause like, are we, you're like, this should be like dinner time for you yeah right? it's, it's what five five forty eight five forty eight yep yeah yeah that's crazy yeah. I went to California last December now I went to LA uh, I had a buddy that was coaching tennis out there and I like what you said about it being a different world it's like when you sit down and think about it 
like there is so damn different it's actually crazy to think about how different the people are the mindset is just everything it's awesome it it, it is awesome but definitely like there are things about living out here that i like and the people that i like and then there are yeah. things where you know <laughs> for example like being in st louis or being in springfield uh people are just a lot more friendly like is one thing yes. that i really notice like i did a i actually just came off of a clinical rotation um i do a lot of them at stanford but had my most recent one down like 15 miles north of the mexican border um yeah. and this really like tiny rural hospital um primarily like spanish-speaking community great people and like i, I would go into the hospital like every morning and every single person that I walked by said hi to me and it was so weird because I was like wow I'm I was kind of weirded out by it first and just very taken aback and then I realized that I've gone like two and a half years without like that's like midwestern hospitality yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah it, it, it's it, subtle differences but things that you definitely notice so there you're right there, there are components of both that um, are lovable components of both that are not as lovable, but I don't know. I would like to, I, it makes me curious about the East coast. I hear that's a lot more, uh, brutal Rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> out West, but I actually um, have a hilarious story, kind of not really similar to your story, but it's the same principle. So I go there in December. Right. And I am like, I'm going to California. Like I'm only going to take shorts and t-shirts and like short sleeve shirts and whatever. <laughs> Like took absolutely no, like no long sleeve clothes, no pants, nothing. But I mean, I'm also leaving Springfield, which it's like 30 degrees, ice, rain, and it's Very beautiful fair. California sunshine. So my buddy and a couple of his buddies that he met out there and me go <laughs> go to uh, dinner in downtown Newport Beach, which is a very nice place. Um and I wore, I was like, we're going out to dinner, like, you know, nice little beachfront uh, property here. I'm wearing my Hawaiian shirt with, with a pair of khakis in my, uh, in my flip-flops. <laughs> no. And we, we pull up and like, I could kind of tell that my buddy's friends who didn't really know me, I kind of just met, were looking at me like, the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> and uh, so I was like, so we get to where we're going, we park start walking around the place and like I can clearly see that people are like staring at me like thinking like what the hell is this what the, what is wrong with this guy and the the a moral of the story is I was on vacation like I was on like a I was on like a beach you know excursion or whatever I felt great being out there and I was just doing what made me you know like wearing what I wanted to wear or whatever and like they were like it's the winter. Like you should be wearing coats and scarves. I mean, people were bundled up. It was just like Absolutely. crazy that it's the exact same country, you know, at the end of the yep. day. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, I, I, that's another thing is I, as much as I hate it, I've definitely adjusted to that like standard where like, if I go outside and it's like 65 degrees, I'm like, oh, it's a little bit chilly. And I'm like, am I okay? <laughs> like, no, it is not. It's not yeah. cool. Quit right. that. But that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Alyssa, I bet you have, okay. I actually have one more question. Were you two teammates? Yeah. Yes. Okay. You're a true freshman year, Alyssa. Yep. Okay. I Good was, I, I thought so, but um, I was just making sure. Um, actually my, one of my first recruiting visits, I went and stayed with Lillian Boone at Beacon. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And then I later moved into that apartment. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. you did. 
Oh Did you? Goodness. That feels yeah. like forever ago, but also like yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And wow. when Jerry, Aubrey, and Lainey lived at Beacon, yes. and we go play Secret yep. Hitler and stuff. Yep. Yes. <laughs> whoa, decades whoa. ago. That's Secret a board game. Now? Board, oh, game okay. board game. Board game. Yeah. Board game. Yes. Board game. Board game. Board game, people. Board game. Board game. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> well, Alyssa, you got any questions for your former teammate? I mean, I can keep going, so I'm going to let someone oh. else talk. I just wanted to hear, like, how you're doing, and you're in engaged yeah congratulations yes thank you thank you yeah Um, have you made any plans yet what do you what do you think the only the only plan i mean it's hard so we're both in so so like background if i don't know if well i know current knows chandler i don't know if you know you probably do because i put it on social media but oh um, i know my oh i know well she's in she's in the program too oh Um, i didn't know that so she's a year older than me but a year below in the program. Okay. Um, and so we met through, obviously through the program and she has, so she's like exactly a year out from finishing like where, where I am. So she has a, another year to go. Um, so because of that, we already knew we were kind of looking like out in the future a little bit, but um, especially with COVID and everything, we want to be able to like have things our way and do things that we want to without like those restrictions. So um, because of all that, and also like wanting to have jobs and make real money to like fund the wedding, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're looking into like 2024. Um, okay. So it'll be a while, but we're both okay with that. And I think for right now, with how busy things are, like it'll be nice. Only two years. Now. I know. I got. I know. It's now. Now being 2021 and 20 and or 2022. Last year was like oh three years away. Like we got time, but yeah, it's a lot closer now. But we're hope. Yeah, hopeful that. Um, things will be calmed down by then and it'll be pretty smooth sailing to get like a venue and everything. So that's really the only thing we have like set in stone. Everything we have like Pinterest boards going, of course, and like all of that, <laughs> but like no definitive decisions. Making like we have made like a, a semi rough draft guest list. That is hard stuff. I'm just gonna yeah, say right now. I can't like, imagine it is <laughs> it is wild, especially well. Yeah, I'll just say, it. especially <laughs> being an LGBTQ couple and like not having every family member, like like friends is one thing, but like mm. family members that you yeah. know are like, like happy for you, but you're like, no, like, yeah. like yeah. What? <laughs> um, it's just tricky, right? Because it's like growing up, and I feel like only as of late have I like, especially with like things like TikTok and people like being like bloggers on instagram and stuff people actually talking about like you don't have to invite every family member like there's no written rule like in the past right. like every wedding i was at Definitely. when i was a kid it was like family always like no matter yeah. what but for us we're like if you're having to go around on your wedding day and you got to talk to everybody right like that's what you got to do if there's any one person that you're not super psyched on walking up to and talking with and having a conversation with, they probably shouldn't be there, you know? So yeah. that's, there you go. that's been hard. That's Definitely. been a really hard like reality to face, but it's so important because it also saves money, you know, having fewer people, but it's also just the principle of like, yeah, we want people there that are just as excited to be there as we are to have them there, you know? So yeah, um, yeah that's been, it's been fun, but I can only imagine what the rest of the planning process is gonna, is gonna entail for that, for that reason for many more, so. Yeah, I just talked to Mac and Brock earlier and they just got their invitations. 
and they were like oh awesome they're like it's kind of cutthroat deciding like who's gonna be in or not it seriously is i mean i can't even imagine the people that planned and had weddings like in the height or like and like highs and lows of COVID. like oh yeah they were making they were making like main guest lists and then like first cuts and guest lists and like <laughs> like you know I, I mean i can't even imagine like the mental gymnastics going into like having to figure that out i do not envy that no. so. well if we have a dropout we can just add in uncle buck <laughs> 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 oh man that's yeah. funny that's awesome do you think it'll be exactly. in california what's that oh um that's their thing that makes it tricky because she's, she's from los angeles um okay. woefully she does not like being from los angeles she's like i'll never oh. go back oh. uh, she spent a lot of her Good. undergrad um in like seattle tacoma um mm-hmm. region and she loves that i've been only two times up up north of that the pacific northwest area um it's very charming. I'd like to spend more time there, but that's kind of been a consideration. It's because it's really beautiful and really great weather. Um, but you know, then we also have to consider like a lot of my family is Midwest based. So we were, we think we've thrown things around from like a St. Louis wedding to like a San Francisco Palo Alto wedding to a Seattle wedding to Denver, like someplace in between. And I think what we really settled on, um, as like a principle is that no matter where it is, it's gotta be close to like a major airport. Like we don't, yeah. if people, oh. people are going to be flying in for this wedding, probably no matter where we have it. And so we just want to make it easy for people mm-hmm. to like get there and not be like a, you know, three hour flight, then a three hour drive. And then, you know, figuring all that yeah. out. So yeah, it's sense. still, still kind of up in the air, but um, trying to hopefully nail that down soon. So awesome. that's really cool. Uh, well, we're happy for you. Thank you guys. Um, keep us in the loop of course of course, uh I, of course. i'm gonna we're gonna have to have you back on i mean we'd love you, to before we'd you get married to. of course but um uh sorry Alyssa, i cut you off i just realized that no no that's okay i was just gonna go in sure? don't go in sorry i'm bad i'm bad tonight i'm too bad <laughs> i've got a lot on my mind i could keep talking for hours you gotta cut me off sometimes I was just going to go into highs and lows of Missouri State athletics because I know we've heard a lot of football stories and like, yeah, Lily, the first thing that comes to mind for me is Coach B and (laughs) your experiences with strength coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a segment. Um, Where do you want me to begin? Wherever you want, whatever comes to mind (laughs) first. Um, I think the one, the one thing, lots of things come to mind, mainly just like the overwhelming, like fearful walks to the gym uh in the morning or like waking up and already feeling ill <laughs> um that or like setting your alarm the night before and being like really nervous I think I think of that a lot I also think of this one particular workout we had um that was if spring it must have been springtime because we were outside and you guys know the of course you know the soccer field right so it had just been redone whatever year that was and he had this like outdoor like I don't even know how to describe what the workout was it was like station based but it was also like oh the worst stations it was like a race too um and long story short one of it one of it one of the stations was like plate pushes um and somebody got we're like unsure but pretty sure that she got like a little bit of like mild frostbite on her fingers because it was like, <laughs> like 
early March or like late Feb. And um, yeah, so that is, a, that's, a, that's a key memory. Um, I also, what was the other one I was going to just bring up for a moment? Oh, there was this horrible, horrible, horrible day. Alyssa, I don't know if you were, this is before you were here or when you were here. Um, I think it was also a springtime workout and he had the swimming team too at that time. So we were like kind of buds, like unspokenly buds with the swimmers because they would be like the 5am slot. We would be the 6am slot. And then women's basketball was the 7am slot buds with them as well. And, um, there was this one particular workout on the field hockey field again, station-based, but, and it was like stations all throughout, like one in each corner one like bisecting like the each like what am I even saying like the long way like, you guys know what I'm saying yeah sidelines yeah thank you god yeah. I was an athlete one day um and so and then like couple in the middle and the stations were like kind of horrible but what was most horrible is that he would walk around with his whistle and like you had like multiple teams like there were like three teams of people and you all had to complete these things like in your team and you had to go through like two or three times all of the stations. But if you did one wrong, like I'm talking like if somebody nicks a hurdle with their foot or mm. they don't go down low enough on a walking lunge or you, uh, we did like burpees to box jumps. If you like miss the jump or like, you know, like your foot kind of like scrapes off the edge and falls, you have to restart the entire circuit from zero and do it all over again. And so- we got there at 6 a.m. and there were swimmers that were redoing the circuit and finished when my team finished the workout. Jesus. And I think that one actually goes down as probably the most horrible one just because it was so demoralizing in many ways. <laughs> that um, sounds like some absolute bullshit. It was <laughs> strength coach. Shit. Yeah, it really Literally. was. It was a new level. Um, it's like, very do you guys just sit around and think about these things and just like, I, I, I can't even begin to like explain how they can come up with some of these ideas. I know. Ch- Chandler, I know. Were, were you there whenever we had to, I don't know who it was, who made us, it was like a fun workout on the football field that was station-based, of course. Yeah. And one of the stations was you had to chug a chocolate milk no, I wasn't there, but I've heard no. the story. And you had to chug a chocolate milk. Then you had to do like spin around a pole or whatever 10 times and then run to the end zone. You know, not horrible, but we were the second group to go and they had all the milks out there in the crates and they were warm by the time we got there. So you had to chug a warm chocolate milk, spin around this pole 10 times and then sprint 20 yards. It was horrible. Yeah. Where oh, it's wrong. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome yeah, no, job. We, we never had to do that. Yeah, but I do you. remember, I think it was my first recruiting visit. I got, you know, how the recruits get get to go watch weights at 6 a.m. Oh, I forgot you did that. Oh, and my so, like, God. Which one was it? Standing, just like watching, trying to stay awake. And I look over and I see Lily benching. And she's got a 60 in each hand. And I'm going, oh, no, my like- God. I feel like that is a revisionist <laughs> history, but I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything or correct. <laughs> I just looked, I was like, oh my God. And I'm just uh-huh. looking around like, I'm there. I simply won't make it. There's no Dude, way. Did, weren't you like the, the strongest? 
player on the team by your stop it. Year. I'm pretty sure you were, if I remember correctly. Emily Orlando. What? You never told us that, Alyssa. Alyssa can Alyssa can deadlift like nobody's business. That's what I remembered, and she was only like a freshman when I was there. But I remembered she was already deadlifting and like pushing some pretty impressive weight. I've got a quick question. Okay. Why would you take recruits to 6 a.m. weights? That's like the last uh, thing I would show somebody that wants to play. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think mainly because uh, it was easier to get them to breakfast after because the coaches yeah. would go to weights too, just to like watch and then would just take like the player that was with the recruit to like go. I, I actually don't know why. Maybe it was kind of to intimidate them, but we did want people to come. So I don't know. I don't know why. Part of me thinks good. like you're gonna have to do it, so you might as well see it. Kind of. That's. Yeah, but you don't right. have to do it after you see it. If you yeah. see it, don't want to do it. You just be like, I'm done forever. <laughs> that is true. Like for if I would have been able to see some of the workouts we were gonna have to do, I would have definitely said about <laughs> this. Yeah. Pardon my language, but I would have been like, okay, just gonna go to college and have a good time. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't know, but hey. Uh, you had a really successful volleyball pro- team and program and better than the football team. So maybe you guys know something better Very than true. I do. Well, yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> just, you know, the facts. But... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Alyssa, I did it again. No, that's okay. Those are some dark days, though, Liz. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, good dark days. Like, they're funny now, right? Of course, everything's yeah. always funny after it's over but oh yeah the best is you know misery loves company so like before practice we're all sitting in the locker room just staring at each other like <laughs> like what are you guys think gonna happen way too tired everyone's scared we're gonna run 300s everyone's yeah scared run those yeah. 300s and then what was the other thing that we did that was horrible it was on it was one it was like three yeah three and a half oh my god three and a half those i would take those any day though over the um was like it a half gasser it was like one half gassers yes but this is a coach b thing i don't know if you ever did these because these might have been an old coach b thing i missed coach b it was like Luckily. one tens um on the field hockey field and it was like active like rest you know where like you'd have a minute to make the sprint oh, yeah then- we know all about that yeah right? <laughs> Your rest was like jogging back, and then uh, you did like seventeen of them. And every week he'd like add more, and it was. Who came up with active rest? What a <laughs> dickhead! Sorry, sorry, but Jesus. It's like, oh yeah, oh you have a minute while we're gonna run a, yeah. all the way around the football field, and while you're resting, oh you have to do fifteen air squats, fifteen burpees, hold a plank. It's like why? Yeah, I can't even uh, breathe. Why? And also, the people next to you, one is going to pee their pants, and the other one's going <laughs> to yeah. throw up, and you're going to have to focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, like, oh like encouraging others, you like always feel obligated to do it, but like you <laughs> actually felt like your lungs were being ignited with like oh. flames. Oh. oh my gosh! Oh. Yeah, I remember my very first day of conditioning. We were doing three and a halves, so it's basketball court down, <laughs> back down, half court in 22 seconds. Yeah, and then you get like a minute or 22 seconds to rest while the second group goes and I made all 10 didn't condition all summer and I made it that's actually I'm very impressed (laughs) it was I had never done it since but I did it on my first try that's probably gonna go down as like a Missouri State like legend like (laughs) the one person that did it (laughs) she did it on her first try we don't know Yeah. yeah right and I look over and I see Ashley Ophoven struggling to cross the line 
And then I see Julia Hansen is struggling and they've got to do extra ones because they missed them because they were just like gassed. Ugh. And Emily Butters comes up to me and goes, never be like that. And I was like, <laughs> got it. <laughs> that accountability. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah That's actually everyone, hilarious. Everyone just run really slow this practice. They can't punish us all. Oh, they would. They yeah. Oh, yeah. They did. So, yeah. Dark days. But the volleyball was good. So, you know. Yeah. I guess that made up, I guess that made up for it. So. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected Butters to be the type of player to say something like that. I oh, thought yeah. she was like, I thought she was like the most quiet person oh, ever. No, maybe, no maybe way. I got a completely Absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. She, yeah. she's a sneaky one. She was sneaky, but that girl right, was like it wasn't crazy for me to say that. Like you would maybe oh, no. not. No, think, no, no, no. Yeah, she very much, she very much was like, um, like kept to herself. Like had, like you know, kept herself. Had some really good friends. Loved her alone time. I'll always remember mm-hmm. that about Butters. Loved her alone time um but she could play volleyball like nobody's business mm-hmm. so yeah she was funny though i've yeah. uh i've tried i've tried to keep in touch with you know especially like the further i get out of it there are moments where i just like reflect on memories and i'm like why don't i reach out to these people more like i get it we're all busy right especially like the years right after college whether it's grad school like your first job starting up but i'm like I- i've been doing that lately i've been trying to make better efforts to reach out to people and like reconnect and check up on them because it's like yeah really significant relationships and all of a sudden they're kind of gone especially being all the way out here it's like you feel very disconnected at times and it's Mm -hmm. you know very nostalgic at times and so I've been I've been making better efforts to call people and to stop taking myself and my schooling so seriously and just try to like (laughs) actually you know like check up on people it's important especially nowadays it's important so definitely And like we have all these stories and everything was really shitty during those times. But like, I mean, that's what me, that's what me and Curran and all of our friends talk about. Like that mm-hmm. stuff is what makes you like so much closer with those people. Yeah. And yeah, like I've always said this, like I love my high school friends to death. Like, uh, and my other college buddies that I made and, and like just in college, just from going to school. But um, there will always be something different about the relationship I have with them than with my football teammates. Cause like, I love, like I said, I love those guys to death. I'm not throwing any shade, but they haven't done a 10th of what <laughs> me, Curran, you two. Yeah. It de- yeah. Definitely all four of us actually. Uh, they haven't done a 10th of what we've done or yeah. gone through. Yeah. Um, and that's just the life of college athletics. Like mm-hmm. not even the workouts, like, I mean, there were times where, you know, like we, like we all sacrificed the stuff that we, you know, would rather be doing maybe. Um, and, and you don't forget things like that. And uh, so it's, it's always important. Yeah. I encourage you to keep doing that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool that you're, uh, that yeah. you're doing that. Um, yeah. Point sorry. made. Yeah. Point definitely made. <laughs> Feeling good tonight on the Figure It Out podcast. There's a little buzz in the air. Woohoo! Karen, you've been a little quiet tonight, brother. You got anything on your mind? Come on, talk. No, not really. I'm just enjoying the conversation, you know. Karen, you got a mullet rocking, or what is that? Can I get a, can I get a, what is the, oh my, that's shaggy. That's a mullet. How how long has that been in the works for? Uh, Just over a year. Okay, so that's been, that's like a commit, sorry, my email thing keeps going off. I think I'm getting my exam. Um, No, I feel bad. It's probably messing with the audio. Um, That's a commitment over a year. Alyssa, how do you, how do you feel about it? 
I'm, she tried to permit Sunday. How about you say that? No, I'm a little over it. Curran's mom and I both permed it. We got an at-home perm kit, and I learned how to use the rollers and the paper and all the. Yeah, chemicals. they learned too well though. <laughs> oh, no. That shit ain't perm. <laughs> just kind of killed my so hair. So it didn't really work, and it just turned out really fuzzy. And Bummer. did you shower today? Yeah. You're not supposed to shower for twenty or forty-eight. Hours. I know, but it was, it was fucked anyway. Does it so. still feel crunchy? No, finally, okay. it's okay. Crunchy. That's nice. Yeah, it, it was, was, crunchy. It was yeah. pretty yeah. rough it was... looking today. I feel like if you got like a professionally done perm though and actually permed it, it would look pretty. I think it looked pretty good. It would not look good. Current, it looked pretty not I don't know. He's got the volume for it. Who knows? I've got to, I've got to cut it off though. I think there could be some good bounce. Oh yeah, he's going to a wedding, so he's got to cut it. Yeah, I'm in a wedding. Oh. And they're making you're me in a wedding. It. Yeah. Nikki he's Roberts, if you're listening. Nikki oh. Roberts, if you're listening to this, thanks, man. Thanks. I was and on that's the phone. Actually, Nikki why do you have to cut it? Because wow. I'm in the wedding and it's uh, it's at a very nice venue and it's going to be a very nice wedding. And yeah, they can't. And your have... mullet is really nice. <laughs> hey Chandler, I've tried to say it, man. I've I fought for it, but sorry, Nikki Roberts. What the hell, bro? Are you guys yeah. even friends? I would never make you do that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you have it, Nikki. Come on. Louis, I have both. a question. Yeah, go for no. it. After like moving to California, how often do you like talk about Missouri State and like volleyball and sports? Because I know we, the three of us, talk about it like all the time. And I live with Max, so like it always comes up. Of but, course. What? How yeah. often do you talk about it? Yeah, I well, when I first got here, I think everybody thought my main personality trait was being from the Midwest, because um, <laughs> I'm actually the only person in the program right now that is well. I think our new class is someone from Iowa, but I was the only person for a while from like anywhere near St. Oh. Louis or like a radius. Like I think the next closest was like Minnesota or something. Um, and so for a while, I loved talking about it. And, um, you know, I think especially in the beginning, the intros, like kind of giving your background, where you're from, like it always naturally came up, came about, even though I tried very hard to not be like, oh, um, I'm the girl that played volleyball, <laughs> you know, because I just think that's super annoying. And no one here really cares, right? Like, like people in the volleyball world, like in sports world care about hearing that stuff, but like people outside of it, not really. Um, so I made a really conscious effort to try to like tease that out of my like main identity, um, if that makes sense. Uh, but I think like my first year here before COVID hit, I joined like our intramural volleyball team and that was a great time. So like that was a good time to like chat with people who cared about volleyball. Um, and, you know, since then I've gone to like some Stanford matches, which has been great with the men's and women's side. But um you know, that I had, I had some classmates who like played club volleyball and some classmates who were involved in like, uh, NCAA athletics. Um, and so, yeah, I talked to those people every now and then. Um, but most of my Missouri state, like volleyball, like I obviously still follow the program and like watch matches when I can and, um, mainly keep up on like the Instagram and everything. Um, but Caitlin, like my fiance, she, when she found out that like, because so her thing was like choir, um oh, in college like she's actually a, a really nice. really talented singer and singing um awesome. a few professional choirs which is like very cool because for me that's not something that I am well acquainted <laughs> yeah. with at all <laughs> so so it was kind of like parallel worlds right like kind of comparing things so she really once she like found out that she could like google Missouri State Volleyball and like watch like highlights of me playing like she got super into that and thought it was really cool so oh, she wow. loves talking about volleyball of course, my parents, like, we'll, we chat Missouri State Volleyball all the time. 
I'm still, of course, like they're still nerds and watch games too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like to some extent though, I've gotten like further away from it. And like, obviously like my main focus now is like medicine. I don't think that I think about it any less. Um, if anything, like kind of what I was saying earlier, it's like the further I do get away from it, the more I have like these random memories like pop up and I'm like, Oh, that was really cool. Like, how come I don't think about that more often? Or like, you know what I mean? Just like little things, like things from, you know, like, of course, like winning the conference is great, but also just like moments in between. Um, like, I think I, I texted Lauren Boone the other day. It was actually about a workout thing. And I was like, hey, Lauren Lyon. Lauren, yes, my bad. We'll, we'll never not call her Boone. I have her actually yeah. as Lauren Boone Lyon in my phone. Um, we'll, we'll forever keep it that way. Yeah. Um, I just like texted her. I was like, hey, do you remember that one time when we were running our conditioning test and you slipped and fell on the turf in your last 300 and you got up and you still made time? That was crazy. Like we were on a different <laughs> level. And so just like things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I do talk about it. I, I think about it a lot more than I talk about it, obviously. Cause you, I mean, like you, like, it's nice that you live with Matt. Cause like you guys have that shared experience, but, um, definitely comes up less in conversation, which maybe is healthy for me, <laughs> but, um, but no, on my mind frequently, which I wanted to ask, like, it seems, um, uh, Russ reached out to me, I guess they're starting a campaign for like fundraising for, um, I think it's the film room is what he said. And they're like, Hey, do you mind like doing a little video to like help us like fundraise? And I'm like, I don't know if people give a damn about me anymore. Like, yeah, I'll do something if it, okay. you think it'll help. But, um, but no, they seem like good people. Like the new coaching staff, I really haven't gotten to know them besides like social, social media. So I'm curious, like after having played for them, like what's your take? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I <laughs> think all experiences are good. Of and course. like, especially like through the bad at the beginning and like no matter how much like a coach can get in your face and yell or sabotage your team or manipulate like you're gonna learn and then you'll text each other in like five years and be like remember how messed up that was and yeah. like you still bond over those things right so I think no matter oh. what coaching staff it is you're like and even with the guys like they get everybody gets it. everybody in the world of sports like oh yeah they I will say it. there's no really there's no regrets that I have and good they're not bad people and there's no bad coaches it's just like you know learning from experiences and totally having stories to talk about yeah no it's all different yeah good way to frame it that's a really good way to frame it something about real quick uh lily your fiance's name is caitlin right caitlin caitlin okay yeah yeah so you were saying that she could go and look at videos of you playing volleyball (laughs) and like liked it and all that and obviously rightfully so she also maybe just took a peek at your bio current i want to play a quick game with you real fast um, obviously, she was impressed by what she saw uh, on the volleyball video. Probably, <laughs> obviously, really liked it. But just pick a year of college. Pick freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior year, uh, just randomly. Anything you want to hear about? Sophomore. So, Caitlin might have read Lily's sophomore bio. And granted, this is her second year in college. So, this might take a second. <laughs> became Missouri State's first two-time All-American with a repeat selection to the ABCA's honorable mention team, recorded 620 kills to rank second all-time in Missouri State and fourth in NBC history as a sophomore, 
Earned MVC Player of the Year honors after leading the league with 4.59 kills and 5.09 points per set. Hit 236 on the season with averages of 2.95 digs, 36.36 blocks, and 3.3 aces per set. Became the first sophomore in school history to reach 1,000 career kills, doing so against Evansville. Awesome. The purple aces suck. Notched at least 20 kills in 17 matches, tallied 23 kill dig doubles, finished the season ranked third nationally in kills and fourth in points, earned a second consecutive first-team All-NBC nod, was a four-time NBC Player of the Week, and garnered NBC Defensive Player of the Week honors on October 6th after finishing with 20 kills and 21 digs at Wichita, Wichita State. And that's halfway through that list, Curran. So my point being is maybe she just really liked what she saw, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no one's to say for sure. But now I'll tell you, I can't do five push-ups without taking a break. So um, oh, yeah, that's, right. that's where we're at now. No, I'm so serious. I think that's been, not to derail the conversation, but quick side note here is that I think I was one of those people that was like, oh my God, I have to stay in shape after I'm done working, like, or done athletics and I tried for a good moment but then COVID happened and, and then now I'm like really cool I can I can always think of like new excuses you know to not work out <laughs> and like not keep it and uh it's I don't think my legs have been this thin in probably since I was a freshman in high school <laughs> and I'm not even being like oh I'm skinny I'm like no I'm like muscular atrophy times a million <laughs> it's, like, it's like not a cute skinny it's like oh like my dad okay? called me chicken legs and asked if I'm skipping leg day. And I'm like, yeah, I'm skipping every day, dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is how it is. Like, well, you, you probably are a little busy. You probably are. Yeah. A but, busy. Well, that's like, I keep being like, oh, like once I have money, like I'll join like a CrossFit gym or like I'll join a gym <laughs> or like I'll do stuff. But like, no, I have a full backyard and, and like I live in a little house. I have a full ass backyard. Do I use it? No. And in fact, <laughs> one of my roommates is, uh, and like a, a classmate, he, um, is a green beret in the army or military and he bought when he came to school an entire like weight like rack with like plates and everything and a barbell and i've i mean i've used it 20 25 times but like it's been here for almost a year and um yeah i did not even capitalize on that so i've had it right under my nose this whole time and still motivation is just at at an all-time low so I'm well, always like, you know what? I put in my time. I did. I did my time. I, I can take a break for a little bit. Wait till it gets really out of hand, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then we'll get back into it. Great. Yeah. yeah. If, you guys, if you guys have tips, I would love to hear them. How you guys stay motivated and get yourself to go work out or like what you like to do now. Cause there are things that I simply refuse to do. Like, like I won't ever clean ever again. I don't nope. desire to clean, you know? Nope. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm not going to like push a prowler, even though I don't even own one, but like, I won't do that. Like I hate burpees, won't yep. do burpees, yep, right. um, things no. like that. So yep. if there are things that you guys have found and enjoyed, I'm all ears, really. Uh, I walked into the gym. I walked in the gym today and there were too many people. So I just walked at an incline for about 20 minutes. And then I looked That's over. That's still good and- though. That is still yeah. good. I, I said, I'm going to walk until I sweat. And it took about 20 minutes and I was like, okay, I'm good. And then I looked over and the same guys are on the, like the bench, the, on the benches. And they're just like, they'll do like four benches. And then they're just like, get on their phone to recover. They do a full recovery. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Do you like hanging out in here? Get out of here. Of course. I not recovery. 
Of course, like, that's not active. This yeah, what the hell? Why aren't you doing jumping jacks in between sets? <laughs> no, I I own one forty pound dumbbell, so most of my at home workouts revolve around the one forty pound dumbbell. Lots of goblet squats. Oh God! <laughs> oh, get out of here! I mean, I do goblet squats. That's my only option right now. Well, I'm getting ready but, to go ugh. skiing in March, so I'm like, okay, for three, four months, I can focus hard on my legs and just survive out there. That's all I need to do. Oh. So I've been doing a lot of goblet squats, single leg squats, single leg RDLs, lots of that. So, Lily, to answer your question, I kind of had i had that exact same mindset you did like when i got done i was like i know my habits like i know how i was eating and like how i you know i'll be completely honest how i was drinking like in college like i knew that if i stopped working out like a football player then i would blow up like i knew i was going to do it so um I got done playing and like when I got done, I was still kind of training with our strength coach at the time, Coach Lang, because like I wanted to do our pro day. Um, but once that was done, like I was like, I can't, I can't keep going up to the Missouri State weight room. Like I got to figure something out. Luckily, I got, I joined uh, Genesis in Springfield and started going with two of my friends and we got like in this routine and it just kind of like, refreshed my athlete mindset in terms of like wanting to train and wanting to do things that push me but like also doing what I wanted to do in the gym and I've kind of fallen like I can definitely not work out and like not feel too bad about it but like I feel way worse like I want to work out like honestly I've I've kind of turned into like this thing because like I'm by myself, like now I'm working out by myself. So like every day it's like, I'm just pushing myself to go to the gym. Like I could easily not do it, but like, it's kind of like my source of competition outside yeah. of work and, and, and school. And like, I'm a competitive, I, like I've always been really competitive. Like it might not seem like it, but I hate losing. Um, and so like, I am just trying to put myself in the best shape possible, like right now. And so it's been working for me. I don't know how long I'm going to maintain it. I plan on maintaining it for as long as I can, but that's just kind of my, that's kind of how it happened for me. I, I, uh, I am impressed by that because I think one thing for me, like the routine that you said there, like I, once I get in the routine, I'm good, but I think it's Mm -hmm. the the longevity and the motivation to stay doing that. Like, yeah, I, at least for me, I really took for granted the, you know, as much as I was like, Oh, I don't want to go to weights today. Like, yeah, I kind of did, you know, like I kind of did. Um, And so it was nice to have something extrinsic pushing you. And so yeah. I think for me, it's not that I'm not like, I don't want to be strong or whatever, but it's just like, especially with school, it's like so easy to be like, oh, I'm just so tired. Or I have to do this studying tonight, or I have to do yeah. this. You know what I mean? Like there's infinite excuses. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, I've been graceful with myself um, during school and COVID. But I think once I graduate, I'm going to have to crack down and be like, look, we can't this won't fly anymore we have to get going and we have to if do you, it now so if you if you can, if you claim you can only do five push-ups right now if you graduate join a gym or do whatever like you're i think you're gonna be surprised like how quickly it'll come back yeah like yeah most you'll, i, I guarantee you get your strength back quick so you know we'll see hey it's never too late to start i think is what i think is the uh the saying right never too late Wait. to start agree 100 sure, yeah. percent. check back in we'll do a check-in once i yes. yeah, whenever i come back and we'll see where i'm at then right that'll yeah. be, we'll yeah, compare be stories. Great. it's a great idea 
Hilarious. Um, okay, we've asked every athlete we've had on the show so far. Um, we, I'll, I'm going to ask you this, Lily. Do you have a favorite win um, in your volleyball career that like has stayed with you this entire time, um, or like uh, or like a road trip or something like one of your best like you know victories? Wow. Right. Question. It makes me want to be so like, I want it so badly to not be tacky and like classic, no, just... but I think I really have to be for, for a few reasons that I'll explain. I think favorite overall was the final, like capturing the ever elusive conference tournament title 2017 mm-hmm. beating you and I in demanding fashion yeah i mean and and for many reasons so i mean that that was the year where we finally got our first like top 25 abca poll ranking you know and you and i was kind of in and out of it too and i think that was a year so like rewinding to 2015 2014 we like lost in the semis of the tournament didn't win the regular season uh 2015 we did win the regular season. Maybe we didn't even then. Um, but actually, no, I don't think we did. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but that, I think that was the year, that was the year where we had this like marathon final match in the championship against Wichita State mm-hmm. that lasted like three hours and 15 minutes. And it was like this huge, like dramatic comeback that we had in the fifth set and then we lost and it sucked. And then the next year we win the regular season and then we go and lose to Wichita state again. And that sucked. And um, yeah. So I think it, I we had a lot of goals for our senior year and that was one that was really important to us because it just felt like a vengeance, you know? And so being able to beat you and I, who had been a team that had been like talked up all preseason. And yeah, we beat them both times we played them in the regular season, but they were still like nationally very good. Um, being able to beat them with like, like in a no doubter kind of way. And then like all of what that meant for like both us as seniors for the whole rest of the team too, not to mention. And then also for like coach Stokes, like that was really important to all of us. And, you know, it, it sucked because then like the way it shook out with the NCAA tournament, we didn't get the best draw. And then we had to go play Michigan state first round and, you know, not the best way to end a career, but at the same time, it's like, you know, things happen. But um, I do look, look back at that match as like the last like match of my career. And I, Mm -hmm. and I think I do, I can do that with like positive feelings because of that. And um, all of the, all the sentiment that went along with winning a match like that um, just felt very, uh, I guess, cumulative, if that makes sense, just of like yeah. all the years before of like jobs left unfinished and then mm-hmm. to be able to go and do that with like the greatest team that I'd had and all my best friends, like that was really cool. Um, yeah, I and I still think about that all the time. Like I, I'll still see like photos pop up on like social media that are like, hey, like like Facebook does like, but hey, memories, you're old. <laughs> Look what you used to be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but no, and even just like through my like, like randomly, like in my photos, I'll scroll and like try to find stuff and all those will pop up. And I'm like, that's awesome. Um, I think that has to be my favorite um, for all those reasons, but you know, was also cool getting the shirt, even though they're giving out hats now, which is 
I'm mad answer. about because I would have liked to have. But yeah. <laughs> I won't be dramatic um, about it. It's fine. I, um, I know, but road trip. I mean, that was technically a road trip because it was at Illinois State that year. But favorite road trip is going to be harder. But I think one that I distinctly remember was playing at Illinois in 2000. Oh, God. 15, I think that it was. Yeah, would have had been 15 because they had these old, their old like arena was like wooden floors. They had no AC. It was like those big like bands that do nothing like in the. Yeah in the gym and Illinois was like ranked like 14th that year. And, um, we went in like a preseason tournament, like upset them in five. And speaking of Emily Butters, the reason that's so memorable is because a for the win, but also because that girl sweat more than anybody I know, <laughs> she brought like four or five libero jerseys and she had to change between every single set because it was so hot. And it became a hazard because she would dive. I mean, any of us at the, at the, at the, at the come like the fourth set, we would dive and just the floor would be slick. And like people were f- slipping and falling mid play because oh. they were just rolling around in people's like yeah. um, fluids. And so even wiping the floors, like after, even wiping the floors, like they had designated people to come wipe the floors in between points. Even that wasn't enough. Um, yeah. But that was cool. Cause that was like one of our first, like, wins of beating a ranked opponent and i was like whoa like this team is legit like this program like is we're legit. here yeah, we're yeah here. right like we're doing the right things and, I, and that was the same year we beat ohio state as well um and so that was Christ. cool it was like the same preseason um but i remember that one in particular ohio state was at home but the illinois one was super cool um but just had some drama yeah so it's funny because like- illinois coach at that time when we beat them uh is now the head coach at stanford kevin hamble uh, yeah yeah and, um, and so I, why did I, re- when I first came here, I think that I had this like delusion that I would have more time to like do things. And I really did, but I, <laughs> I emailed him and I was like, Hey, um, you know, I'm going to grad school here. If you ever want, if you need like a GA, if you want like a GA, or if you have any sort of like paid position, like I'm here, didn't end up working out, um, because I was had like class times and everything just didn't work out like, naturally. But, um, he was really nice. Like, he was like, Oh yeah. Like, I remember you, like, um, we'd love to have you in the gym. Like anytime, like, just let me know your availability. And it didn't work out, but like still mm-hmm. cool to have made that connection and that he, Definitely. you know, remembered from, from that kind of, you know, years ago, that kind of match. So that was neat. Do you think you definitely would have GA'd? If I had, if I had been able like to like, done it? work, I would have, that would have been such a cool experience. Yeah. Definitely. I, I would have. Yeah. If I could have sacrificed, like sacrificable things for it i would have done it but mm-hmm. yeah um yeah skipping class sadly wasn't an option so because stanford is like the king of the pac-12 right they um they've had a couple of down years like like after the, after their big senior class with like Catherine Plummer and like jenna gray um like big big names in volleyball um graduated they won like three national championships uh when right. they were here. Their, last, their last one was in 2019 I think. Yeah. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Is that right, Alyssa? Did they? Yeah. Um, so since then, and COVID has been weird, right? Like COVID season was weird for everybody. Yeah. Um, and this year they had a strong season, but they're very much, you know, like in a rebuilding year and mm-hmm. you know, they're still really good. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I bet. Um, but yeah, yeah. They're, I think, I think they're working their way back to that kind of a, you know, like number one seed type status. Nice. 
So that's yeah. cool. Fun to watch. It's cool to watch in, in the flesh, or it was at least when I was able to go. Yeah. Do you like? Did you you? So you did like like going to watch just like a completely random. I mean, I know you obviously love volleyball, and Alyssa does too. So like, maybe this is kind of weird me asking, but like, do you like just going to watch a volleyball match? I used to not. Um, like I like I think after I played, I was like, I can't watch volleyball because it's just I don't know. I think it was a reminder of like that I'm not able to play, that I'm done, and. Yeah a lot of weird things um but I really like just being able to show up and like sit in a corner and just like just watch chill. yeah um yeah and just like even still like since like I've graduated like people are getting better and better like by the year like the game is growing girls are getting like more physical like people are like it's really cool to watch how the sport continues to evolve even in small ways mm-hmm. um and to be able to like just sit on the sidelines and like really appreciate that and like appreciate how many people like come to games like Stanford's yeah. obviously like a biased right crowd because they're used to like having a really amazing team. But mm-hmm. you know, the stats I see them all the time of like how many girls, how many young girls are choosing to play volleyball these days. Like that's really cool. Um, and like I think this year's national championship set like a record with like TV yeah. viewers. Like that was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. but so important. And so I think I really am learning to have an appreciation for that. You'll, this is actually a fun stat that I have for you. Uh, my office, since we're in college athletics and our volleyball team, uh, CMO's volleyball team actually went to the NCAA tournament this that's year. That's right. That's right. Um, so that was really cool to be a part of that because I worked pretty closely with volleyball, but um, we filled out, we did, everybody in the office did a volleyball bracket challenge and I won. No, no way. way. Yes, Whoa. I did. How, how, I, um, how, how, who did you pick to win? Did you pick the winner? I picked Wisconsin. I picked no the, way. Uh, yep. I picked, I actually picked the championship game. I picked Wisconsin versus Nebraska. I had Damn Nebraska. Killer. I had Nebraska beating Texas in the semifinals um, to go to the championship. And then I had Wisconsin and that uh, I actually won by one point. And it's because I picked Wisconsin. No way. The, the other wow. guy I picked, he must've picked uh, Nebraska, but yeah. So I am come impressed. on. Yeah, I bought into volleyball. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm impressed too. I honestly also, I I kind of forgot about that until right now. <laughs> <laughs> Willie. That's uh yeah, that's that's well job well done for that. Willie, yeah. isn't it so weird that like Chandler can say he like was picking these big teams and they're so huge? And then like in our brains, we're like, Yeah, I know people that play there. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Like, it's pretty bizarre. Oh, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, It'll I didn't know. It. I mean weird. I just know, like, now this is probably kind of not mean, but, like, kind of bad of me to say, but, like, I just know about big-time volleyball programs from, like, seeing just little glimpses on Sports Center, Like, I, like and just kind right. of having a sports knowledge. Like, I didn't know anything about Wisconsin volleyball. I just kind of knew that, like, the Big Ten's good at volleyball. Yeah. Wisconsin's normally pretty good. So I wrote them. <laughs> no shame in that. No shame no, in that. No, no shame. No shame. No, um, not at all. But yeah, Simo got Simo lost to Kentucky, and wow, bummer. There's just a there's just a, a talent discrepancy, isn't there? At those big schools, it's just it's, like it, yeah, it's just it, like everything. It's just every it's like everything. I mean, like when we would go play Mizzou or uh, K State, whatever in football. Yeah. I mean, like we're all Division One athletes, but there's just another level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. that was that was something that I think was a big push for our program around the time when I was coming through a big goal of Melissa Stokes is, and I think, you know, it's hard to, it's hard. It's just, from, it's mainly a recruiting issue. Right. And like money, really, it all comes down to money. Yeah. And so, you know, 
yeah, I mean, simply put, I mean, yeah, the, the big schools are the big schools and there's always going to be a draw for athletes to want to go to those schools, right? Because mm-hmm. they get great benefits and, you know, all the cost of living and cost of attendance and stuff that goes into it now. Like there's even so much more involved than when I was. NIL. When we, when we all were getting recruited, you know? Yeah, um, NIL now. There's just, I mean, there's just, just more eyes on it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids from everywhere can get a shot to exactly. show off their talent. And go to exactly. Places. So I think, yeah, I think it's cool to see like when you have like these mid-major programs that like make some noise and are able to, you know, get surges and recruit good players and like in like pockets right but i think Mm -hmm. unfortunately without consistent like revenue it's hard to like keep up that kind of a level and like like every and every program though like big or small is bound to have lulls right like like stanford Mm -hmm. i was just talking about they're having a relatively right like from where Mm -hmm. they were right they're not like winning national championships they're still like top 25 right so yeah kind of a different scale but i think that's natural but um you know i think i think missouri state's always been always been up there and i think they'll continue to be at a at a at the upper echelon of things as far as playing level goes but you know is what it is right mm-hmm. but yeah i'd like What's to see more majors making noise for sure yeah and, and that was and that was one thing that stokes would never let us say was mid-major it was at, never. actually no it was if you said that it was you better go go to the locker room and come back, take your, take a minute. Yeah. Really? And, uh, this year, I don't know if I want to say it, but one of the coaches at, when we were at K, you know, what do I have to lose? I'll say it. Yeah, we were at yeah. KU and we saw these like nice, like they had nice custom Adidas balls that had like the Jayhawk on them, red, white, and blue. Oh, cool. And, and everybody was and it was that, like that nice material that like, wasn't all ripped up and old. Yeah. 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 And, so, and like we were everyone was shagging we're like wow these are like nice or nice and coach came up to me and was like yeah we tried to find them for us but uh they don't make them for us peons and so I had to go into his office and say you don't call us that you don't call us mid-major and like all this stuff and it was the first time where I had to be like my coaches taught me not to say that and now I have yeah. to tell a coach not to say that yeah nice Alyssa that's, uh, that's so important though it's like program culture like even if it's a joke like uh, yeah it's funny I mean like yeah we all like everyone knows that we're called a mid-major by 99% of the people out there, but it's like, you know, yeah, the yeah, mindset that you adapt is going to feed everything that you do, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. And I think that was why Stokes was always like honest about it, even about making jokes. Cause it's like, if you even speak it into existence, there'll be a small part of you that'll carry that with you. Yeah. You know, if you want to get uh, out of that, you can't make deprecating yeah. jokes. And yeah. from a coach to a player, probably don't do that maybe maybe go tell that to an assistant coach i don't know it's a good story though proud of you way to go i had nothing to lose so i thought uh might as well say something yeah well i mean it's a i mean that's a big step just to go into a coach's office and and tell him something like that definitely he took it well and i didn't come in like in an attacking manner i just said like hey the team is now all talking about it yeah so we gotta shut this down got it right so yeah yeah okay lily on the flip side of my question um i feel like maybe you answered this but i'll ask anyway like your, like not your favorite loss but like a loss that like impacted you like as it was it wasn't those wichita state losses yeah oh man let me let me think for a second i try to yeah. a lot of the losses you just like never you, think about 
Right, so but there's always that really one that's like, way. are you kidding me? Like, why um, did we lose that game? <laughs> if it helps, Lily, I brought up the one from my, I think, sophomore year. We played Nebraska and lost 25 to 5. And that's just one that we, like, on the bus home, we're like, guys, what the uh, hell? What was that? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I, I'm trying to think if we ever got, like, we never, like, lost to Evansville. Evansville's good now, though. Oh, so that, yeah. That means, that means something a lot different now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just and the reason I say that and call that out is because like um traditionally like where teams were in the rankings like when I was in school um we never lost to Drake we never lost to Indiana State we had some close calls but I I mean yeah I think again I don't want to be like classic but like yeah that loss that loss against Wichita State sucked because we were up two sets to none in our home court conference championship conference tournament championship um I honestly think I might have been there you very well may have. I feel I mean, like and, I remember that game. It was just like you could feel it. It was like in the back of your head. Whenever you go up two sets to none, especially against a team like Wichita State, you're always like, hey, like those teams are like, don't act like it's over, guys. Like it's not. And like <laughs> yeah. everyone's saying that, but you're in your head, you're like, it's like, it's no. over. <laughs> no. And it's so, over. you know, third set goes, right? Fourth set goes, fifth set. We make this, it's like nine to 14. We're down. And it only goes to 15 in the fifth set, right? So yeah. we're like making this incredible comeback. And it's like 10 14, 11 14, 12 14. We tie it 14 14, like against all odds. And then, and I remember in the back of my head, I'm like, holy shit, if we pull this off, like, yeah. but then I'm like, no, you got to calm down because it's not, it's like, it's not over, you know? And then we end up losing 16 14. Or oh. 17 15 i can't remember which one which one it was but that was like sucker punch punch straight to the gut like it just sucked um and i think that definitely I mean, definitely impacts you right but impacted me because then that like really um renewed like made me take a hard look at like my goals for the team how we were going to change the things that we were doing like during the regular season to not get in that situation um which was all the way things from like culture to plays that we ran to like ever you know everything right just like thinking about um backcourt attitude serve receive everything but mm-hmm. um i think it paid off you know and i think that's why i can call it impactful because it kind of like it the motivation worked and that's all like anybody that got interviewed by anybody in the like following years talked about i know so um yeah good to good to avenge it for sure. Yeah. Sometimes you got to talk about those losses. I know they're tough, but they're, they're life lessons. It's good to <laughs> yep. lose sometimes, honestly. You're very right. You're very right. Oh, well, Alyssa, come on. Curran, you got anything? Cause I can keep going still. I got one more question before, or, <laughs> or we can wrap question. it up. I got um, one more question or we can wrap it up. Go for it. I just had one more memory that when you were talking about Lily's stats, um, oh. it's my freshman year. We were on, we were playing. You want me to game. keep going? <laughs> no, 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 we'll be here all night. But we were playing the yeah. game in practice, Lily, 25 before three. Oh my god. <laughs> World's best game. Wait, and I got so, to remember. Yeah. So I there's the that. starting six. Yep. They've got to score 25 points before the scout team can score three on them. And if the scout side gets three points, you go back to zero. That game Boom. was a I can't say it, but oh my god. It was that... uh frustrating to say the least. Yes. And, it was. Uh, I was on the scout side and I was running my very best set that like nobody could stop me on a slide. And I was just on fire. I was feeling good. 
and then I suddenly start getting blocked and getting blocked and getting blocked, as you do when Lily Johnson and Lindsay Ryder <laughs> blocking you. And it was huh. you and Lindsay, and I, it was Lindsay. like my third hit in the block. And Stokes goes, seems like you're not going to get around that because that's the best, best block in the world. And I was like, you know. It's hard to. It's a hard one to swallow because I hit. But old Stokes to humble you, and you. And then I thought, okay, I'll I'll tip this one over, and you guys block my tip. (laughs) It's like, okay, sorry, you guys won. It's twenty-five. Done. I uh, retrospectively, I apologize. Uh, Why? (laughs) Don't apologize. That's that's no, it's a good memory. I completely forgot about that drill. Were you there when she wouldn't let us? I don't. This might have been before, but I was. What was I watching the other day? Oh, I got really hooked on that Cheer Netflix show. Oh. Um. And the season two just came out and they had, they had to like run suicides during practice or something. And it reminded me of when we were having a really down, I think it was like, we had a really rough start in 2015 or 2016. And she was like, you guys can't call yourselves the bears until you earn it. So you got to call team. Team in every huddle. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we were all like, this is so dumb. Like, blah, blah. But every time we like for a full, like two weeks, we had to break down every huddle and say team. And we're like, this is, I hate this, but I don't. I don't know. That might have been before you were there. I think it was. Uh, it definitely would have had to been. I thought you were gonna say to the net and back, but oh, we um, did that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Net and back to the net and back. <laughs> that Stokes never made us run sprints. She just made us run to the net and back from the yep. end line, which is thirty feet. And, and then you uh, act like it's really hard, so you don't do anymore. You're like, oh my god, conditioning. Am I right? Yeah. But no, she teamed us uh, a lot in 2017. Well, actually, not too much, but she teamed us a couple times instead of bears you mean in, tw- in 2018 or 2017 my first year was 2017 yeah in tw- yeah. that year then we did too she teamed us a couple yeah times. yeah not surprised wow gotta earn it good man gotta sometimes earn it gotta, yeah sometimes you gotta earn it gotta earn it well lily this has been great we uh we appreciate you coming on here anything else got any closing remarks or uh or are we done here i thought you had one more question no I do have one more question. Far away. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look, I have some, I got my note. You can't see it because of my screen, but I have my, uh, <laughs> my good old fashioned notebook here. So I will Perfect. ask. Okay. So you obviously went to Missouri state. Why yeah. did you pick Missouri state? And my second question to go along with that is if you were going to go to Missouri state, were you going to go anywhere else? And what offers did you have? So I guess I have three wow. remaining questions. Good question. Okay. Um, I'll start I, with I, the can, I can, re, I can refresh first. you. Yeah, I can refresh you. Start with the last question first. Um, so yeah, <laughs> similar to how I talked about like grad school, I only, I remember very distinctly uh, when I was like thinking about starting recruiting and I sat down with my parents and I was like, I think I only feel comfortable going like max, like seven hour radius away, which I don't know if I actually held to that because then I don't think I did. But anyway, um, so I remember at the very end of my recruiting process I had offers from Missouri State obviously uh Illinois State Creighton um Bradley uh three within the same conference yeah right Dayton um this is where it gets hard because I'm I start forgetting things where else did I go there's at least one more in there that I never remember um I'll think of it later but um those were like kind of the schools I was looking at um and and truthfully oh I, I visited like Arkansas I visited Mizzou 
Um, didn't get offers from there though. Um, I can't, I won't ever think of the last one. Wichita State was interested. And then they asked my club coach at the time, because that's how you communicate. When I was like 17, they asked my club coach, they're like, yeah, you know, we're a division one program. And, um, you know, we just want your opinion. If you think like, she'll be able to like, keep up at this level with like how tall she is. And my coach like vouched for me, but obviously they, they never thought they didn't think that was good enough. Cause I never followed through. Um, so I, ca- I kept those kinds of things in my back pocket, like as I went on to play and like at Dayton, their head coach that recruited me, he wanted me as a libero only. Um, like, and he's a very quirky guy. He's actually now the head coach at Wisconsin. Um, and, yeah, right. Good for him. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's a really good dude. Very quirky though. And when I went to visit there, uh, like had me hold up my hands and I was like, this feels weird. Um, and he like was remarking about how my hands were small and like how a lot of his like front row players had like much larger hands, like more physical hands for like blocking and stuff. And I was like, what? Like, I'm like, what is <laughs> and so I was just like, that's kind of weird. And so, uh, you know, and like Illinois state like recruited me and Bradley and Missouri state and Creighton all as like an outside hitter. But the thing that really stood out about uh, Missouri state many things right team like when you went there it was like everything that everyone says it should feel like right like it should feel like a little bit like home like granted you don't really know the campus but it should feel like it's familiar the team dynamic like when you meet the players should feel good like the coaches should feel like they have your best interests at heart um which funny because it's like ncaa athletics is all all the business anyway so like but you know do they act like they have your best interests Mm -hmm. at heart and um you know and, and and stokes without a doubt always did like she's she's one of the good ones um and you know just things like that and like academics of course as well was a big piece and so they had I I wasn't really sure what I wanted to study but I knew that they had like basic biology and basic like uh cell and molecular biology which I did end up doing um and so I wasn't really concerned about like I knew all the schools that I was looking at were academically strong um but what really made the difference is one particular visit that I had I I was like kind of going through my last rounds one more visit to Missouri State, one more visit to Creighton, one more visit to Illinois State. And um, it was their preseason at the time. And I had um, come down for the weekend matches and Stokes had pulled me aside before uh, while the warmups were going on. And because um, Dayton was also at that tournament and she knew they were recruiting me as well. And um, I think I think I had told her about like how different schools were recruiting me as a libero and whatever. And she had a very for, for it being like literally pregame warmup, she had a very serious conversation and like message for me. And basically like in a nutshell, it's just like, look, we all believe in you. And we think that you can be like a game changer for this program. And I want what's best for you. I just don't want you to sell yourself short at the end of the day, like no pun intended. Right. Um, and that like little speech, like pep talk really stuck with me as I went through that weekend and like thought long and hard about my recruiting options and like the roles that each team were kind of expecting me to come in and play when I got there. So like Creighton, for example, like they had three or four outside hitters already in the program. Mm -hmm. And like, I wasn't intimidated by the thought of having to compete with them, but you know, being a freshman, being, having never played NCAA volleyball ever, you really don't know what that looks like. Um, And what I did know is that Missouri state was like, we want you to rock and roll. Like as soon as you get in here, like if you, you have to earn it, but if you're the right fit, like you will be our six rotation outside hitter. And we like expect you to make an impact immediately. And they were the one, like Stokes was the main driver of that whole, like, we believe in you, like, we need you, like, this is what we see for you. 
And I got that from her more than I got from like any other program. Um, and so by the end of that weekend, I, we were like driving home from the visit with my parents and I, and I was like, I think I need to call the other coaches and cancel like these visits because I think like, this is where I want to be. Um, so kind of an anticlimactic commitment. Cause I called her, like they just, they won the match that night. And I like called her. I'm like, Hey, I know I just left, but you know, I, I, you know, I'd like to be a part of this and, um, you know, join the team, um, which still like, even though anticlimactic memory still a special one. Yeah, um, and, I, and I think what was cool is that everything that I valued about <clears throat> the coaching, the coaching, like, uh, philosophy and the team, like those things all held up. Uh, it wasn't just some sort of like facade put on. It wasn't just like a thing that they do to try to make recruits like impressed by them. Um, it was all face value and it was all taken at face value, um, and followed through on. And so I really appreciated that. And I think that's why I'm able to, you know, I wish ever it was the case for every student athlete to be able to look back on their like careers that favorably, unfortunately, like it's not. Um, but I feel very, very fortunate and extremely blessed that it was as good of an experience as it was primarily not because of anything that I did, but because of the people that were around me and like that I was being coached by and mentored by and, the people that were my friends. Um, yeah. I think that really makes it at the end of the day. Um, mm -hmm. you can have, you know, you have, that's why burnout happens. You have people that are really talented, but they hate who they're doing it with and they hate the environment and it ruins it for them, you know? And mm -hmm. I feel lucky that I never had to feel the kind of like that creeping up on me. Um, so yeah. Did I get all the questions or was I missing one? Yeah. I think that, I, get all? I mean, Crafting, yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and one more thing that I will say is that my parents, I mentioned this earlier, but they're like total volley nerds. And um, it was also very cool that being in the Missouri Valley Conference and them living in St. Louis, they mm -hmm. were within driving distance of every match we played, you know, so yeah. also cool being able to have them in the stands for like almost every match. Um, yeah, that was definitely. Incredible. So that was that was also a, a special, a special, um, I don't know, cherry on top of everything so no definitely my parents yeah. went to every game I played yeah. and I yeah. feel like that besides being like obviously able to play myself like to have them at every game it was it's like there's some weird sense of calming it's like yeah. no matter yeah. no matter where I go or like what the environment is or whatever and I mean I'm not we played in a couple really tough environments but most of the time it wasn't that bad and uh just still having them there it kind of settles you it's it's yeah. a cool and not and like like you said, not every college athlete gets that positive experience or, you know, uh, a positive time at their university. A lot of college athletes don't get to have their parents in any, any games, let alone, no, let alone every single one. Yeah. So yeah. pretty blessed and pretty uh, fortunate there for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Heard, heard, felt, and seen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anybody final uh, remarks, Curran, you got to, Hey buddy, before we get off here, chiefs, AFC Championship. What do you say? Huh? Too easy. It's just too easy. <laughs> yeah, it's too easy. We just take it and we just run with it. Um, yeah, had, yeah. Had, had to get that off my chest because it's a big day. It's a big week. Championship Chandler, week. I'm going to tell you every time I see the Chiefs win, you're like one of the first people I think about because I'll never forget like seeing you <laughs> on Twitter back in their darker days. And yeah. like back when I was like uh, way more active on Twitter and I just remember you would just like tweet so much about them. And now I don't know why it's like, it's like a yeah. reflex every time. Like I bet Chandler is super stoked on this right now. And I'm, I'm thrilled for him personally. So well, I really appreciate that. Cause I'm, glad it's I'm coming just, full circle. 
yeah, I've been on cloud nine for a while um, and I'm going to the game Sunday. So we'll, are you? We'll see. Yeah, we'll Whoa. see how that goes. Fingers crossed. Yep. Fingers crossed. But uh, Lily, this has been awesome. We really appreciate you coming on here. And like we said, we will yeah. uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on um, sooner up. rather than later. Finish up school, uh, pass your boards in April and the Figure It Out podcast is thinking about you. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you guys All right, so everybody. much for having me class. Thanks, Lily. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you guys later. Kurt and Alyssa, see you next week, okay? We'll see you Peace. next week. Later.